And this is Earworms, a podcast for the things you just can't seem to get out of your head. head. Hi, buddy. Oh, Enrique's on my left today because Mimi, as you heard, was playing the flute for the intro, and he was very curious. He liked the sound of it. I'm surprised because one time I played it and he barked at me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, today he's in a musical, which is all well and good. Today he ran into a wall. (laughs) He did run into a wall as I was walking him. Okay, you're going... On the ground now, buddy. Thank you for joining us in the studio. Anyway, uh, today's been a great day so far. I made jam. <laughs> I woke it was up. so good. I woke up and I really want... We have uh, raspberries that, are, that were in our fridge and I was like, I need to do something with these because I was going to make Safilla cheesecake, which is like a family dessert recipe I thought thing. it was called Junket. Junket. Yeah, it was Junket, not Safilla cheesecake. Both are desserts that my family knows how to make. But we didn't have all the stuff for either of those. Uh, so I was like, it was I'm going to make a jam. It, it was expensive. like one of the dishes he needed was just a box version of his own dish. One of the ingredients. And that ingredient was like 20 bucks. Yeah, not worth it. Anyway, made really good jam though and made wa- pancake waffles. They were pancakes. Pancakes. Wait, waffles waffle have like the mix, grooves. Yeah. I guess. Anyway, it ended up being very good. Delicious. Fantastic. Yeah. And how are you this week? You're getting ready for a birthday coming up. Beep, 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 beep. I am. I'll be turning 22 this Friday. This Friday, 22. Yeah, I, it's like the, there's a Taylor Swift song. 22. Uh, good times. Yeah, so we have big plans for this upcoming weekend for, to celebrate your birthday, which means Ooh. we may or may not have an episode on time. Anyway, that doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> we might do two. We'll figure something out to make up for it. Anyway, yeah. this week, we're getting back to the norm, getting back to our normal back and forth one topic each, not a list this time. Who is going to go first, me or you? Uh, but I did like doing the list. Maybe we should do another list. Maybe our favorite animals or our favorite animal breeds. Ooh, that's good. We'll figure that out. <laughs> Maybe yeah. that's what we'll do for a makeup episode is our favorite like dog or cat breeds or something like that. Dog breeds. And hey, we already have two dogs. So you just have to think <laughs> of three other breeds because those two are part of your top five favorite, right? Uh, right. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, would you like to go first this week or would you like me to kick us off? On a scale of one to 10 minutes, how long would you say yours is? Five. <laughs> All right. Then I think mine's about five or six as well. Even or odd? Even. All right, I will be going going first. first. (laughs) Fantastic. All right, so this week, I have a topic. (laughs) You have an earworm? I have an earworm, yeah. And so I was gifted a pack of Mike and Ikes, and I was eating these Mike and Ikes, um, and they were really good, but then they were just a little bit too sweet, so I had to stop eating the Mike and Ikes. Then I wanted something spicy, and we didn't have anything spicy in the home. So all of this long intro to come around to what my topic is today. Tongues. Tongues? Like the thing the thing in our mouth? The thing in our mouth, yeah. Savory, sweet, umami. I don't remember the other flavors. Well, umami is considered savory. I thought, I thought it was different than savory, though. From my understanding, it looked like they were just about like synonymous with each other. Okay. All right. Uh, so tell me about the tongue. Yeah, so your tongue is composed of eight muscles. Eight? Um, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> your tongue never rests. Even whenever you're asleep, your tongue's still doing things. Yeah, now that I say tongue, you suddenly realize you have a tongue in your mouth. Mm-hmm. It's not sitting It's doing things. It's not sitting comfortably. You can't sit in silence anymore as you realize that there's something squirming around in your mouth yep. or resting there. Mm-hmm. Eight muscles. Eight muscles, yes. Um, the average tongue is about three inches long. Okay. My tongue can't touch my nose. Can you touch your nose with your tongue? Yeah. All right. I can pick my nose with my tongue. Well, maybe drop a video of that later. (laughs) (laughs) Your tongue has anywhere between 3,000 and 10,000 taste buds that are not visible to the human eye. Not visible? Then what what are the little things that I do see on my tongue? Um, I believe those are still taste buds, but there are even more that you can't see. Okay. Whack. (laughs) Yeah. Your tongue is the most flexible muscle in your body. Your tongue needs moisture to taste. Your tongue is the thing that helps you shape sounds into words. And just like we all have our own individual fingerprint, you have your own individual tongue print. Okay, that's cool. Hang on. You said something cool. So we need our, our tongue needs moisture to taste. Yes. So if the heat from spiciness is registered because our tongue tastes it, I think, right? Ooh, so I was going to get okay, into that. Okay, okay, okay. So- Maybe you'll answer the question. I'll let you, I'll let you continue then. <laughs> then I guess I'll keep jumping around and then we'll get there naturally. And going into the taste thing. So your taste buds taste, how do I say this? Your taste buds tell your brain what's going on with what's in your mouth? Yeah. But there are five different tastes that your taste buds register, I guess. Yes. And those tastes are sweet. Salty, sour, bitter, and savory. And then in my article, it had umami next to it. So I'm assuming those are like synonymous with each other. I think it's a little bit different. I think um, from how I understand is like umami is like that weird. Like it is savory, but it's so savory that your brain, like it's a gap. Like we can't comprehend it. It's like we made a new flavor for a dish. Because like umami is not in everything. It's only in like... Like, wasabi would be an umami flavor because it's hot, but it's, like, a different hot because it's not spicy. It's just hot. Hot, yeah. I think that's, like, an umami. But that's my understanding, and I have done no research on this. I didn't know umami was a word until (laughs) 10 minutes ago. (laughs) So there we have that. Um, Your tongue has a couple different functions. What do you think some of the functions are? Um, Telling me what's in my mouth. Telling me what... The taste in my mouth is letting me know when I'm dehydrated, making me aware of it. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Um, I'll list you five of them. Um, Your tongue is like moves around to make sounds into words. So your tongue's the reason you can speak. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Your tongue and your nose taste. So you had that one. Mm -hmm. Um, Your tongue will move food around while you chew, which I like wasn't conscious of, but I guess I am now. So it helps you eat. And then your tongue will propel the chewed food into your um, throat and down in your stomach for digestion. So it helps with digestion. I'm like swallowing just my spit right now. And yeah, like I I do feel it of like my tongue does like do a little like, (laughs) as it like does like a little wave in my mouth to like, I guess it it would push, it is needed to swallow Let me just say, it is so hard to talk about it right now because every time I read and say something up loud about it. (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) During the transition, we're going to take a quick break to go get some water. It's literally (laughs) so hard for me to be like, your tongue does this without taking a second to like then do it. Okay, okay, continue, continue. What else Uh, can our tongues do? (laughs) um, Your tongue is very important when you're a child, like an infant, because your tongue um, helps you extract milk from your mother's breast. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, and then, so I guess we'll... I didn't really know how deep I should go into tongues. Okay. Um, but I guess we'll really quickly go over some tongue anatomy. Okay. <laughs> wait, could, wait. Could I ask my question first to see if you know this from what you were able to find? So, you're... T- it's not that your tongue tastes heat. Okay. It is that peppers have a chemical in their membrane called, like, capsulin. Okay. It's... That's not spiciness. how... Spiciness. It's, it's spiciness. Spicy we're going to call it spiciness. And it registers in your mouth as just heat, as hot. Okay. Your mouth is hot. Your, is it your, but is it the taste buds that is telling it It isn't that? the taste okay. buds. It's the reaction of that chemical which is released into your mouth. So then your mouth just says, oh, it's really hot in here, like temperature-wise. We need something to cool down. So oh. like room temperature water wouldn't help you, but ice cold water would okay. because your t- mouth is literally hot <laughs> okay okay that that did answer my question i was wondering if like you said you needed moisture to like taste things so i was wondering like if your tongue was just dehydrated like i ate like i licked cotton or something before yeah and, like just sucked all the moisture out and then ate a hot pepper would i even feel the hotness from the pepper but it seems like i would and i would have cotton taste in my mouth and not have a good time you would but also reading into it it's interesting because you can train yourself to like spice or be able Mm -hmm. to endure it and the way you would kind of do that is microdosing jalapenos with every meal in a sense but it would be like i okay so i'm someone who really likes spicy food so it's harder for me to think of like not spicy things but it's like i personally feel like cholula isn't a spicy hot sauce i feel like it's more flavorful it's a topic. um but if you were just new to spice and you wanted to be more trained on it you could like eat some cholula and then it's oh i'll actually use jalapenos since i know like the time because of an article i read you would like take a bite of a jalapeno it'll take your mouth about 15 minutes to reacclimate to what it's normal to but during those 15 minutes you could like eat cholula or things that are less spicy than jalapenos oh and, and it wouldn't, wouldn't affect like, you as oh. much because you have the numbness of the jalapeno okay so now if i'm ever on the on hot ones yeah. i now know give me the hottest thing first and then everything else will go uh, down so easy yeah and you <laughs> just have to figure out the x amount of time until that will like stop hurting of you have to eat everything else. That gotcha. shows a little bit different because you have yeah. to talk. Yeah, 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 yeah. Different, different. Yeah. But cool concept. Okay, continue telling me about the tongue. We'll just go into tongue anatomy really quick. And this is what you were asking about. So taste buds are the sensory thing. I explained mm-hmm. what taste buds are. Papillae, that's the visible raised bumps on the surface of the tongue. So that's what I'm seeing. I believe so, yes. Microvilli, micro very small they are sensitive microscopic hairs that send messages to the brain about the taste of something i have hairs on my tongue but they're very tiny yeah (laughs) the septum is the visible like center groove in your tongue that divides it between like left and right Mm -hmm. um and then you have frenulum that's the thin membrane tissue that attaches your tongue to the bottom of your mouth so that's the the little thing that i gleek out of Yes. That, that I can shoot spit out of. Like Gleek is to shoot spit out of it just in Yeah, case. most people can do it on accident when talking, just saying tricky words. I can do it on command, like a dinosaur from Jurassic Park spitting acid at someone's face. Keegan was a terror <laughs> to be around during COVID. <laughs> oh, in biology this past week, we learned that if you had COVID, that means at some point you had someone else's like COVID bacteria in your mouth. So that's why it was so important for you to wear masks. But just to let you know, if you had COVID, someone else's stuff was in your mouth. Yeah. 
a stranger stuff was in your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) And then the last part of the tongue that I'll go into today is just called sublingual cranicles. And they're the um, bilateral bumps on each side of the frenulum, and they they secrete saliva into your mouth. Oh, So they're the bumps underneath your tongue. Yeah, that's where you gleek from. (laughs) Yeah! And yeah, so that's the tongue. Now that I have subjected you to about 10 minutes of being ultra self-aware to your own tongue, we are going to take a break to drink water, and then we'll be right back. And we are back (laughs) flawlessly and able to continue this. I'm going to throw one more fact. No! (laughs) Okay. You can still taste if you don't have a tongue. What? Okay. Now you're dragging me back in. Okay, how do I do that? It's like... I hate ramen in the little break we just took, and my mouth hurts so much, dear goodness. It's like something to do with your nose and, like, the other taste receptors in your mouth. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. All right, continuing on. My turn. I also have a short, sweet topic for this week. Um, My topic is... Dinosaurs. Oh, shoot. I should do dinosaurs. That is not this week's topic, though. That is an excellent guess, though, for something I would talk about. This week's topic that I have selected, this week's earworm, is ninjas. Specifically, the last ninja, who is still alive today. Aren't ninjas just like trained individuals in martial arts? Like, can't anyone be a ninja? Um, yes and no. So originally and historically, I I knew this was going to happen, so I did double research on him specifically, and then also the history of ninjas. So ninjas typically and historically are common day folk, peasants, etc. from eras of Japan. They were kind of a necessity for the lower classes to rise up and be able to defend themselves against samurai, who movies have it backwards. Samurais were very rarely actually the good guys. Samurais are bad dudes. They're just hired army men, basically, to protect the estate and property of the rich and entitled people of ancient Japan. So ninjas were the common folks' response to that of... Basically, we are going to train ourselves to be as sneaky as possible to go steal our goods back from the rich people so that we can have a way of living still. So around 600 to 900 AD is when the first ninja clans like started popping up as it, as it was a way for the common people to defend themselves from the rich and powerful of that day and age. They would never do like full uh, fighting in the daylight and stuff like that though because it would be illegal for them to step out of place in the feudal caste system of Japan, of like, I'm higher than you, you cannot cross me, or else I have the right to kill you and your family. Oh. So like, that's why ninjas emphasize like secrecy, not letting people know your identity, working in secret to be basically assassins to kill those who are oppressing the other people. Wow. So that's ninjas, they're cool as heck. Um, and they originated in Japan, or where did they originate? Uh, yes, in? Japan. And unlike, <laughs> unlike, they're not disgraced samurai. They're not like Batman. Most of them are just ordinary peasants and farmers who learned the way of the ninja as a way of just to protect themselves. And they saw no issue with men or women being trained to become ninja. Was, so the way you made it just sound just now is just like I'm a farmer. I'm just gonna go learn how to defend myself, and therefore I'm a ninja. Was that how it was, or was there, like, a ninja school? There are ninja schools. Um, It was believed by uh, someone named Prince... uh, Zuko. No. (laughs) Uh, Prince Shotoku 
around 574 to 622. It is said that he employed Atamano Sahito as a shinobi spy, meaning like this guy was the first hired ninja basically. And at that point, that dude basically became the, the first ninja and thus like began a school for like training other people. So it's like how you can like go to the mall and take a karate class basically. It was like, if you knew where to go, you can go as a peasant be like, hello, I have traveled many hundreds of miles. Can you train me to defend myself? To which they'd be like, yeah, no. your training begins now. <laughs> Actually, it is funny that you say no, because from what I was able to see, it looks like they would turn you away initially as like, that's the first test. If you get told no... And you just leave, then you're not meant to be yeah, a ninja. Yeah, you're not meant to be a ninja at all. You need to overcome that refusal initially and then come back the next day and ask again. And it's like, you have to do that... It looks different, and some of that might be just made-up stories different and lore, stuff. Lore to... Tall tales. Yeah, exactly. But that's also another art of the ninja, is you're never sure what's actually true and what's false, because their whole thing is misdirection, and the bigger the story is, the more likely you are to not interfere in this area, because they have ninjas who will kill you oh, in the middle man. of the night and stuff like that. So now that we're talking about big stories, I'm excited. Who's this last ninja okay. character? Our last ninja who is currently alive, his name is... Jackie Chan. <laughs> Jackie Chan is very cool. He's actually not a ninja. He is a martial artist, but ninjas are not martial artists. Being a ninja means you are specifically trained in the art of infiltration and assassination. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so like poisons and darts and stuff like that. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. This man's name is Jinichi... Kabakami, 75 currently. He is very seclusive. As far as I can tell, he is still alive, but that the whole point of like the articles and stuff of what brought him on my attention is he is the last ninja. He is the head of the Ban clan, B-A-N clan, a family that is able to trace its ninja roots back 500 years. So he is the last inheritor of the way of the ninja for this clan, which is the only last known recorded Ninja clans yeah. exist, so there might be others out there, but they're ninjas. But they're ninjas, so they're not going to tell you. They're not going to tell us. You can't find them. They, they, <laughs> they can't find us, they find you. They're ninjas, that's the whole point. Yeah, but he was the last full-fledged ninja of his clan. He, at the age of six, he began his training, which um, I got a couple of like just cool quotes and stuff about like what that was like for him as a child. He trained the art of ninjutsu, acquiring a diverse skill of uh, studies in chemistry, weather, and uh, psychology, in addition to, like, rigorous physical demands to be able to basically be a black belt <laughs> uh, in martial arts as well. Uh, so, like, this dude um, didn't just do that. He also, like, grew up to, like, do other stuff. He currently is a... Um, I'm going to get this correct. Let me attribute his thing to him fully. It's so cool to know that there are many, like, more aspects than just the physical part of injury of, like chemistry weather mm -hmm. and things like that like you don't have to be a master in one thing you can be versed in many things you can have an interdisciplinary set of skills um to be a ninja yes it is very cool yes he's an engineer and that is his like day job is an engineer but since a child he was trained the arts of ninja too from his master at the age of six his training was super vigorous and he's quoted as saying the following <clears throat> for concentration i looked at the wick of a candle until i got the feeling that i was actually inside of it i also practiced hearing the sound of a needle dropping on the floor i would climb walls jump from heights and learned how to mix chemicals to cause explosions and smoke i was also required to 
to endure heat and cold as well as pain and hunger. The training was all tough and painful. It wasn't fun, but I didn't think much of why I was doing it. Training was made to be part of my life. So he started his training at six years old. It was super cool, very rigorous it sounds like. Uh, just very tough for him to yeah. do, to be a ninja, like a full-fledged ninja. Because at 19 years old, his master told him, I have nothing more to teach you. <gasps> so oh. he was then given, like... He was a full-fledged master of ninjutsu art at 19, and then gradually when his master passed away, he was made the sole inheritor of the clan. So he is the last ninja, and in his own words for today, I'm going to be paraphrasing because it, it was a very long article, but very good. Would look into that. Um, just look into him in and, and general. Uh, he is the last ninja, though, has decided not to, to continue his the school anymore or train anybody Why? else. He, it, he does not believe that in our current modern era, there is not a need for trained assassins. But what if a need arise? That That is the big argument, is what if the need arrives? And he has contemplated that, but ultimately he has decided of... If the need does arise, they will need to train themselves again because a lot of what it takes to be a ninja is it's impractical and impossible to practice it because part of your ninja training is learning how to make explosions, how to make poisons. Oh. And the only way to <laughs> ensure you know how to make a poison would is be to have like someone to test it test on. Test it on. Well, like, <laughs> I don't endorse animal testing, but like... But animals and humans are different. Yeah, you, you can make a poison to kill a rat, but... If you can't make a poison to kill a political figure, are you even a ninja? <laughs> like, <laughs> but I feel like you would just have to amp up the rat poison. <laughs> okay, that is a good and valid point. But yeah, he just has decided he's not going to be teaching anyone else the way of humans, I, uh, the way of, the way of ninjas. <laughs> I, I hate that. Like, part of me feels like the reason he's not doing it is so he can die as the last ninja because that's a cool mm -hmm. title. That's selfish. Teach us how to. <laughs> Teach well, us how I mean, to make poisons. Yeah, I mean, most of his teachings, um, it looks like... What if this is a ninja trial? What if we just need to go back and keep oh asking him? <laughs> oh, that'd be very good, probably. <laughs> but, like, there are, like, still schools traditionally, like, in Japan and stuff like that, where you can go and learn the basic knowledge. Like, it is common knowledge at this point, like, how ninjas were ninjas and stuff like that, and how they use um, a mix of, like, martial arts with weapon fighting, like shurikens like the ninja stars and stuff like that um the the thing i was watching he gave an example of the shuriken he nailed the bullseye of the target every time with his little ninja stars it was very intimidating oh, that's so cool um but like it's a mixture of that weapons and little chemistry explosions and stuff like that and so i think christian bale's batman <laughs> kind of got it a little bit right when he was training with the the clan yeah, up in the mountains and they like had the little like smoke pellets and stuff for the art of deception that's in exactly what they would do is they would have like little fireworks basically and little smoke bombs that they would crack throw so you're saying bane could be a ninja uh no not bane he's different and fictional <laughs> but batman's we... fictional <laughs> yeah and that's why i said at the beginning ninjas are not the same as batman or samurai they're different <laughs> okay <laughs> they're all about the elimination of those in power above them for the good of the better people <laughs> yep so that's that's my thing ninjas in particular the last ninja the 21st head of the band clan who will be the last of his kind the last of the modern day ninjas. That's such a cool way to die! Yeah! I think he's doing it to be cool! Jinichi Kawakami. You know what? As of right now on of Earworms, I'm no longer considering him a ninja. We are not considering him a ninja. 
Take that, Kamakawi. No! I have nothing but respect for this man. <laughs> he went through the training. He was told by his master at a very young age, I have nothing left to teach you. Like, it doesn't get more legit than that, I feel. <laughs> but it'd be it, more legit to continue the cycle and to teach. What's more important in this life than an education? <laughs> <laughs> uh, nothing. You're right about that. But... That is all I have for this week's earworm. Do you have any <laughs> anything else you want to talk about this week? Or I think we're going to call it here. Please check out our website, friendsffa.com. That's where we have all of our uh, different projects going up. I do plan, I believe, this month, Ill Will will be coming out. I'm dropping the first episode this month. Looking forward to that. I've been working on it for a bit. It's... It's been fun. It's been fun writing little horror, horror stories. It's a horror <laughs> anthology that he's created. He's put in a lot of work. Um, and we highly, or I believe we highly recommend I haven't actually <laughs> listened to an episode. Oh my gosh. That's true. Yeah, I have been kind of very secretive. <laughs> he's of, like, been doing very this. secluded about it. Yeah, doing my own thing. He'll ask for my opinion and I'll just be like, you didn't tell me anything. Why are you asking? <laughs> yeah. But that's going to do it this week, yeah, I think. And I and guess the last thing I really have to say is your taste buds change every two weeks. Awesome. Thank you for that, Mimi. <laughs> Remember your tongues in your mouth. No. Until next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>